Hey, my fellow podcasters, this is the Havila Kennington podcast, and this is Havila Kennington. Today, we're going to do something different for the podcast. I'm going to tune us into one of the messages that I spoke in one of the last months, and I thought you'd like to listen in. It's not normal. Usually, I share what we've been doing and where we've been, but I thought maybe you'd like to listen into one of the messages that we've been sharing in our latest travels. So sit back, tune in. Maybe you're on a run. Maybe you're in carpool. Maybe you're switching the wash or maybe you're pressing dry again on your dryer. Regardless, I want you to sit back and receive from the Holy Spirit. I hope that you get something out of this and I'll catch up with you at the end of this short message. I want you to say this with me out loud. Without a commitment to the process, we will lose our confidence. Without a commitment to the process, we will lose our confidence. What does that mean? That means in the kingdom of God and how the the Lord works through his word, there is always a process to the promise. There's always a journey that builds confidence in us that there is a purpose in what we're doing. And so when we look at Acts and we look at the process to refreshing, it tells us that there's some steps to the process of refreshing. Think about the farmer. The farmer goes out and he plants a harvest. He plants seeds. He's believing for a harvest. If he has a good year, he has a big crop. If he has a bad year, what happens? He does not have a good crop. But if the farmer says, honey, we didn't have a good crop. We need to just eat our seed. What happens? They die because they have nothing to sow. And so many times we have to choose leanness in the process to believe for the harvest. Many times we have to choose a leanness of heart and mind and confidence To believe that what he said he would do, he will do. To believe that his word is alive and to believe that we can confidently look at the face of our father and because he so loves us, he allows what's going on in our life to bring us closer to him to build confidence in the process he's taking us through. You see, without a process, we have no history and without a history, we have no confidence. And so when we look at times of refreshing, what he's saying to us is, guys, I'm going to take you through a process. And part of that process is you're going to need to interact with me about a few things. But if you're willing to interact with me on a few things, I'm going to begin to build a relationship with you, right? That when I say something and you do it, you get a harvest. Right? But if I quickly deliver you from the process and just give you the miracle, you have no confidence because you don't know how you got there. Right? So when we're talking about living a refreshed life, if all I did was say, come forward, let me lay hands on you, and I'm going to refresh your spirit, that would be great until I left town. And then you would be looking for the next person, right? The next place to be refreshed. 
But if we take the word of God and we say in God, in the word is all things and all things are in God and he has the, everything in the word has the ability to renew and refresh my spirit. If I go through the process of the word, then if I'm never around another person, I have the process to keep me safe, to keep me whole, to keep me believing And so tonight, when we talk about living a refreshed life, we're going to look at a story of a man who did not want to go through the process. He wanted to have his cake and eat it too. How many of you did that yesterday? Okay. (laughs) So we look at the refreshed life. We're going to look at the story of 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 the the parable of the lost son. And we're going to look at verse 11, and we're going to read through this a little bit. I'm going to teach from it, and then we're going to We're going to just spend some time talking about it, and then we're going to make some declarations and and live live it out a little bit. So I want to say this again. Without a commitment to the process, we lose our confidence. So in verse 11, it says this. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of my estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off from a distant county, and then squandered his wealth and wild living. So here's the story. I want us to stop for a minute. I want us to look at this. So here this, this son comes to his dad, and he's the younger son. How many of you are the younger son in your family? Just wave at me, okay? How many of you uh, had a younger, have a younger son in your family? So you know dynamically in a family birth order, Right? How many of us are familiar with birth order, right? The older one has certain qualities and tendencies. The middle child has certain qualities and tendencies. The younger child has certain qualities and tendencies. Not everyone's that way, but there is a birth order and there's kind of a pecking order, if you will. And there's kind of a a way that people react. And I think about this in my own life with my own four boys, which is what I have. And I think about Judah, who is very articulate and he likes things a certain way. And and he wants to know if I say jump, he wants to know how high. And it's not like I've taught him that. He just likes things to be in order. How many of you are that way? And you may have been the firstborn. We love you. All right. Thank you. You keep us safe. Then you have a middle child. That middle child is my Hudson. And for a while, he was my baby for about three years. And, And he was you know, he's wild and, and adventurous and zealous, and he likes to jump from furniture to furniture or off of me, and he's just all over the place. But when I think about Hudson, I think about the reality that he's always looking at his older brother, right? And so it doesn't matter. I, I rarely hear from Judah, that's not fair. But from Hudson, I usually hear, that's not fair. And I think about the story of these two sons and you have the older brother and we find out later in the story, he's out doing, taking care of the field and he's doing everything his dad wants him to do. And you have this younger brother with this inferiority complex. There's something in this younger brother that he did not deal with it. He somehow thought that the older brother got a better, I would suggest that he somehow believed the older brother had a better reality than he did. And so he felt like, let's just take what you have, Father, and give it to me, and I, let's split it up. I want what, you, what I'm deserving, and let me leave. And I think about how many times in our life, in our spiritual life, we look at God and we say, just give me what I need, 
Let me just get out of here. I'm done doing the process. I'm done maturing. How many of you have found that in your own life? You go, I'm just out. I'm out. And so this younger son, he leaves and he, he goes into this wealthy community and he is the guy that like has all the friends because he has the money. You know, he's on, the, on Folsom Lake with the Malibu boat and he's the guy that's paying for drinks for everybody and the party's always at his house and he's cheering everybody to come and he's popular and he finally is like the older brother, if you will. He's needed, everyone's looking to him and then all of a sudden he runs out of money. And we find that in this verse. And so as we continue, it says, after he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country. And he began to be in need. I want to, us to think about this. We never, we get to choose our own actions, but we rarely get to choose our consequences. We will always get to choose our own actions, but we rarely get to choose our consequences. So be careful what you wish for. Verse 14, I'm sorry, verse 15. So he went and he hired himself out to a citizen in that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. I love that thought. Here this son is. <laughs> You know, God many times will dry up things in our lives to get our attention. He'll dry up seasons of, of and the Bible says sin is, is, is wonderful for a season. And I think about that in our lives. Many times we are sitting at the wrong cistern. We're sitting at the wrong bowl of water and God's saying, I'm trying to get you to move on. But if I fill the water where you are, you'll never move on. So I'm going to create a hunger in you so that you'll move to the next place. And you're crying, asking God to fill your water hole here. And he's saying, I have to dry that up to get you to the next place in your spirit, in your soul. You go, God you used to meet me here. I feel like I'm in the desert. No, if you're in the desert, then keep walking. If you're in the desert, stop waiting for an oasis. It doesn't train you how to get out of the desert. What trains you to get out of the desert is when you get so sick of being in the desert, you'll do whatever it takes to get out of the desert. Think about the Israelites. You know what? They complained. They grumbled so long that God said, great, let's just hang out here for a while. Don't you, don't you do that with your kids? Right? We teach our kids and you know what? If you're not going to like the food I made, let's just sit here for a while and see how hungry you get. right? And I think about that with the Lord. He's kind to us, but he, he's teaching us to be sons and daughters, not just spoiled grandkids. I'm not looking up. So, I'm not even, you guys, you guys are the ones implying that. I'm not. I'm just preaching the word. You guys are the ones judging. <laughs> so God will create a hunger and no one would give him anything. You see, I love this, but the first step we learn in Acts chapter three is so repent. You want times of, of refreshing in your life? You're gonna have to learn to repent. 
You're going to have to get good at saying, I'm wrong. I need to change. I need to, I need something different. You know, the thing about it is when the guy was sitting there and he was watching the pigs and he was envying what the pigs were eating, you know what that man, that man felt? He felt powerless. You see, sin renders us powerless. Sin says you don't have the power to change your life. You don't have the power to stop doing that. You don't have the power to get out of that. You don't have the power to change. Sin says you have no power. You are doomed to this life. And this man is sitting in this and he's watching what the pigs are eating and he feels so powerless. If you feel powerless tonight, it's time to repent. You go, but it's them. No, it's you. We have to be very careful that we don't give away our power to everybody else. Because the Bible says that he's living on the inside. And that greater is he that's within you than he that is in the world. And that does not sound powerless to me. That sounds powerful. That says that the spirit of God who died on the cross and now lives within you has the power to resurrect the body of Jesus and to ascend him into heaven is now living within the inside of you. And what do you think the first thing that sin wants to do, the enemy wants to do in your life? He wants you to feel as powerless as possible. He wants you to think that you're never going to feel powerful again. You're never going to get it together. You're never going to get on top. And you know, at the end of the day, the first thing you can do is say, you know what? I can't. I repent and I receive a power that is greater than I. I receive a power that is greater than him. I receive a power that is greater than she. I receive power to flourish in the desert. Well, my friends, that's all for today. I'm really honored each and every time you tune into this podcast. If you enjoyed today, don't forget to leave me a review. I read each and every one. Throw me some stars and make sure that you share this with your friends. It's really the only way that this message gets out. It's the only way that everyone learns about this podcast. And we really do this for you. We uh, really love you and we're always honored that you follow us and that you help us. So have a great day. Can't wait to catch up with you next time and keep serving Jesus. It's worth each and every day of our lives. Love you. Bye-bye.